The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Thanks for joining us today as we take another few minutes out of our day in God's Word. Glad you're with us and hope you're looking forward to a great uh, weekend as we get together to worship God here in just a couple of days. Until then, we're in Matthew chapter 12, finishing chapter 12 today, and we'll jump into verse chapter 13. We'll begin to talk about some of the parables of Jesus as we've been walking through the life of Christ and uh, walking through the life of Christ according to Matthew's gospel. Again, we said at the beginning of the study, we reference in specifically Matthew's gospel, and people say, well, all four gospels should be exactly the same. Well, there's some stories or accounts in some of Matthew's that are not in others. Some of them were detailed, Luke being a physician, much more detailed. Uh, but God, through his power and his sovereignty, not only brought men that he inspired to, to write the scripture, allowed them to use their strengths and weaknesses and their perspective. So that's why we say from Matthew's gospel, we're seeing it from the perspective of what this disciple saw as he watched the journey that he had with Jesus. In this one, we look at a bit of a unique section of scripture because we're going to look at a passage that asks a question, and frankly, there's been a lot of debate over what this passage is saying, what the purpose of this passage is, things like that. So let's go ahead and read it, and then we'll see if we can unpack it here. Verse, chapter 12, verse 46, it says, While he was still talking to the multitudes, behold, his mother and brothers stood outside seeking to speak with him. Then one said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said, to the one who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand towards his disciples and said, here are my mother and brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Now, the first thing we say, we come to this and you say, what is, you know, when you say it's controversial, uh, there are many religious positions who believe that Mary not only was a virgin when she had Jesus, she remained a virgin. They still call her the Virgin Mary today. Um, I find it intriguing since she was married. The Bible says Joseph did not know her not sexually until after Jesus was born. But they use the argument, they state that Jesus did not have any brothers or sisters. And that was proof that she remained for whatever purpose as a virgin the rest of her married life. Um, it's not true, by the way. There's so much in Scripture that talk about this, and this is one of those. So what happens is you come to a passage here where it's referencing Jesus' brothers and mother. Now, please understand, we look in this. A lot of times people see this passage and see that Jesus was separating. He didn't care about his humanly family, and he ditched them and walked away. Um, you go to the book of, book of James, James who was the brother of Jesus, and admittedly did not believe Jesus when he was younger, ultimately became a passionate believer of Jesus Christ. Uh, we do know from looking at this now, too, you just know how Jesus treated Mary his entire life in his ministry, you know that was not true. So why would people, why would they argue that? Well, because there's, some people don't understand what's happening here. But the bigger issue is the other religions don't want you to believe that this was his mother and his brothers. Uh, in fact, I was reading to this morning that some people referenced that really what he was saying were cousins because they would often say, reference family or cousins as brothers and mothers and things of that nature. And, you know, sometimes in Scripture there are times because Scripture's written 
in a different culture than we live in now in the 21st century. There are times that you have to dig a little deeper to find out, okay, what's it saying? Look at the history. Now, how does that apply today? That's true in some and many occasions. Can I tell you that in occasions where the scripture is just simple, it is just simple. This was Mary and his brothers. Uh, and then that becomes a battle in other, in other reliefs. Now, here's the thing I encourage you. I tell you, I, I teach this, and I believe this to be important. No man, no church, no religion should ever tell you what to believe about God. It has to be in the Bible because men keep changing their Men who have held very strong doctrinal positions for most of the ministry are changing it. And they're using random abstract scripture to prove their perspective in today's day and age. And they're 100% wrong. Men preachers, we are not right because it's us. We are right because we follow scripture. When we go off of scripture, we are 100% wrong. Uh, scripture's the core. And so here's what's happening is people are changing scripture to match their religious beliefs. You need to change your beliefs based upon scripture. Now, having said that, we jump into what he's talking about here. I'll be honest with you, I've looked it up. There's not a whole lot of opinions and beliefs as to why Jesus didn't just jump and talk to his brother family. We know that he treated his family well. He wasn't ditching them. So what we come to is just a simple principle of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. It's really what we're coming down to. What does it mean? Who is the family? And, and we often talk about the idea that if you're in a good, healthy church, in a good surrounding, you're with family. Your church is family. And it should be. You should be loved by the people you're surrounded by. You should be able to connect in a smaller group. You should be able to know people. You should know when someone says, I'm praying for you, that you know they will. There needs to be that connection. It's what God designed and Christ designed the church to be. Uh, so he's really just talking about that. And he says, really, who are those? And he referenced my brother and my sisters. And he points to his disciples. He points to the followers. And he gives this. This is it. These are the ones. And I don't believe in this passage that he's refuting the fact that um, gee, this is not his biological family. He's really talking about the simple premise of who are true family. Now, I've read some that say because his brothers didn't believe him. His brothers did not think about this. Grow up being the brother, the biological brother of Jesus, not believing he's the Messiah. And you could talk a lot about that. Just maybe just the pressure of the fact that how come Jesus is treated better than him, you know? I think about it. He was the goody teacher. Never got in trouble. Well, that's true. It was Jesus. So there's a lot of things you can look into. And ultimately, you know, later, at least James, we know they did. Uh, but that's, this is not a point of him separating himself from his family as much as it is just making the principle of who it is as part of his family. Can I tell you, this is kind of the picture we look at today. Before you get saved, you are a part of the family of Satan. You are an enemy of God. You catch this? Before you get saved, you are an enemy of God. When you get saved, you stop being his enemy and you become his family. The Bible says we are adopted into his family. When we get saved, we have be, you think about adoption. Our name changes. We now become Christian. We're the followers of Christ. So our name changes. Um, our destiny changes. Our inheritance changes. And all the things that come with being the family of God changes. And so I hope we will look at that and see the power of what it means to be part of that family. And again, when we talk about serving, and that's why we say we serve. We don't serve because we feel like we've got to please God or try to gain something. We serve because we're part of the family. We love God and we want more. To become part of our family and that's why we invest that's why we serve well thanks for joining us again on this thursday morning as we finish up chapter 12 of matthew join us again tomorrow as we jump into chapter 13 and jump into some of the parables of jesus as he uses as a great way to teach thanks again for joining us today we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow